Would you trust us? Would you, would you, would you touch us today as we trust in you? Would you touch us as we trust in you? Would you help us as we trust in you? Would you deliver us as we trust in you? Would you help us through the journey this morning? Would you help us, my God? Oh, would you help us too? We thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we worship you. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 I get, I, you know, you know, when I, I always talk about the heart, right? Each time, I think years ago too, I talked about the heart. Because I believe we all have issues with the heart. It's too high, too low. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Getting personal. I want to get personal today, every one of us. I want to get personal. For my sisters online, I'm going to get personal. For my family online, I'm going to get personal. Taking time to examine your heart. The psalmist prayed, search me, you know, Psalms 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Let's take this moment as a God-given opportunity to discover any offensive ways in your communication. Let's take a moment. Let's examine our hearts. And let's ask ourselves, how offensive were we in our communication? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I honestly believe when you examine your heart, and you go to God, not to man, but to God, and you tell him, I struggle today. I struggle with communicating with whoever it is. My husband, my mom, my dad, my children. I struggle. And when you go to God and you ask, ask him, you ask him, Lord, show me where why I struggle. Show me where I went wrong. Show me what I said that was offensive. Show me why I was offended. Show me, did they touch something in there that hurt me? And that's where. Let anybody touch you where it hurts most. I know it with me. It like really sparks out like that. And either me, as I get older, I shut up. I, I, I just, I don't say a word. I used to, years ago, I used to lash back. Now, I just clam up, and I don't say much. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I just clam up, and I don't say anything. I just go into a shell, and I'm quiet for a while. But then, when, you, when you're serving God, you can't be quiet for so long. You can only be quiet for so long. Then after that, it comes up again. So when, you, when you're in ministry, and when we're, on, we're in ministry, and we are serving, you have to, 
And all of us are called to serve. So you have to be able to go to God and say, Lord, I can't go on like this. You block your anointing. You block the flow. You block hearing from God. And I'm being honest with you, okay? You do. You do. Then you think you heard from God and it's your emotions. And then you hear it from the pulpit and then we get offended and we say, oh, he's talking to me again. You know, which is true. He probably is. Probably is. And then, and then you ask yourself, Lord, you know, Lord, was it me? Am I, am I that angry person? Am I that hypocrite? Am I the one that, that kind of works on pretense every day of my life? I don't know about you, but I can't pretend. I don't know how to pretend. And it's, I know it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm being honest with you today. I don't know. I can't pretend. If I'm upset, I'm upset. But as you get older in the Lord and in age, you tend to just wait, listen. I remember years ago, pastors always tell me, you don't know how to pay, play second fiddle. I, don't. I said, I don't. And I got sarcastic with him. He says, you really don't know how to play second fiddle. I said, oh, okay. Okay. Of course I was offended. Of course I was offended. My husband telling me, you don't know how to play second fiddle. So then he tell me stuff like, you don't know how to, you always play God in somebody else's life. Stop it. Let them learn. Let them grow. Okay. And then I was listening to Derek Prince's wife. Actually, Sammy shared it with me. He said, Ma, you got to listen to this. And she talked about Ministry of Helps. And she said, you're going to listen to it. I'll send it to you all. And she talks about, I'm there, you know, my husband, as a, just to help him, the ministry of help. He's the pastor, and I'm, and I said, okay, she's telling me, play second fiddle. Stay home, pray, stay home, pray, get into your closet. And I don't have a problem. What is blocking you from the anointing flowing? What is blocking you when, when you have bad news and you, you, you get hit with something? Or you just have an argument with your, your husband that, that previous night and the morning, of course, for those who are not married. And, or you have an argument with your, your mom, your dad, your boss, whatever. And, and you wake up in the morning and, and, and you still wake up. And you know, you know how, notice how it just plays through your mind. Plays. You think about it. It's like rewinds, 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 rewinds. You keep thinking about it, re- reiterating. Yeah, no, and their conversation, your conversation. Yeah, and it goes on and on and on and on and on. But when does it stop? When you st- when you ask God to stop it, stop it. You can't go on like that because you block yourself from hearing. You can't. You can't. It has to stop. The buck has to stop. Once you scream, he screams, you go to God. You have to learn to go to God. You must learn to go to God. You cannot pick up the phone and call mama, dada, papa, whatever. You have to go to God. Go to the throne. And when you learn to go to the throne is when you realize all of a sudden that burden is just lifted. And you realize it's gone and you forget. Like sometimes some, you all tell me something and the next day I've forgotten because honestly I ask God to help me to forget it. I don't want to carry hurt, guilt and nonsense the next day. I don't want to carry it. I don't. I make it a point not to carry it. You have to learn. So this way one, it stops you. From actually gossiping and slandering somebody or saying things that you shouldn't say 
or talking about your husband that you shouldn't be talking about or talking about your wife or whatever, however, or sister, brother, mama, papa, brother, whatever, it stops you. So when you actually go to God, you actually cleanse. That's why he says cleanse, cleanse, you double-minded, cleanse. Because we are double-minded. We have to recognize that. We are. One day we're on a high. Have you noticed that? One day you're on a high and the next day you're on low. But you notice something? The low stays longer than the high. Examine your heart. The low stays longer. It stays longer. But the high stays in seconds. The anointing, you heard the word, the anointing, you prayed and you go and then the high goes. The anointing leaves. And, but the law stays and it stays for days and it stays for days and you get more mad and you get more angry and you constantly, constantly reiterate this. But it's not good. It's not good. That's why he says, search my heart. If there's any offensive way. Psalms 139 is a beautiful psalm. Any offensive way in me, take it away. He said, take this moment as a God-given opportunity to discover any offensive ways in your communication. Ask God to show you the heart behind your words says, right, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? And it's so true. You know, you guys, I always love speaking about the heart, right? Because I know I always ask God to show me where, where. Like even in my day-to-day communication, now most of you know that I take care of my mother-in-law. It's not an easy job. I'm going to tell you that. It's not an easy job taking care of your mother-in-law. It is not. I'm not going to stand here and lie to you and say, it's oh, it's wonderful, it's honky-dory. It's not. It's not. So the thing is, how do you, how do you help and learn to love? And, and, and you know what? There are times when it's, it, this morning it happened to me. My husband leaves and, and he says, uh, I'll be back. I said, okay. And then as soon as he leaves, my phone call, my, my call, my phone's come, kept ringing. And then she calls me and she says, I need this, I need that, blah, 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 da, da, da. And you know, and then immediately I, I, I said, my God, like in an hour, I'm going to be standing here at this, at, at, right here in church speaking to the, to the kids, because I call you kids, to the kids. And Lord, my heart has to be right. I can't be serving grumpy, Lord. Immediately I was convicted. Immediately the, Lord, the Holy Spirit convicted me. Immediately I was like, I have to serve with love. I have to love. I can't be faking it and serving her. I can't, I can't be saying, oh, yeah, yeah, one minute, hold on, I'll get you the glass of water. Oh, yes, yes, I'll get you. I'll get you what you need. Yes, yes, yes. But in my heart, I'm mad because here am I coming right now, you know, to share with you all. What kind of testimony will I have? Can I actually stand here and say, I served with a lot of love? Can I actually stand here and say, okay, Lord. Then I said, Lord, examine my heart. Examine my heart. It's not right. It's not right. I'm getting irritated. I'm getting angry. I'm getting frustrated. Examine my heart. Help me. Help me. And I start praying in tongues. And then I get right. And I say, okay, okay, okay. And then, you know, I finished serving. And then I'm looking at the time. I said, okay, now I got to get ready. I got to get ready. And, and all this happens, like for me, it's my mother-in-law. We don't have younger children. For you all, it's your children. For you all, it's your spouse. For you all, I have, thank God, we have people to cook. So, okay. For you all, it's different, different scenes and scenarios in your home. But I want you to today to ask yourself when you're serving, when you're doing things, serve with love. Try that. Serve with love. You're like young. You're like young. Y'all can do it. Y'all can do it. Serve with love. 
serve with that, that love, that agape love that Jesus says. How do you get it? How do you get it? How do you ask for it? Ask for it. Ask God to help you serve. Ask God. You know, even when you're cooking. Now, you know, some of you don't have maids, so you, you have to cook breakfast, lunch, dinner, blah, 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 three bags full. We had, you know, four kids in the house, and we had Ashwati and Vishal, and we had everybody there. And, you know, morning was breakfast and all. And I was standing there praising God, and, you know, I can't sing. So I was praising God and, and, and serving. And I said, Lord, I wish I could do this every day. But it doesn't come every day. There are days, you have, have you noticed? And we women, you notice, we go through PMS, we go through MS, we go through husband syndrome, we go through men on pause syndrome, we go through all the syndromes. And be honest, we go through every, I know I am menopausing. So it's men on pause. My goodness me, do I struggle. I struggle. But how do you do it? How do you handle it? How do you handle it every day? If you don't meditate, if you don't pray, if you don't spend time in the Word, if you don't, don't do that, you're dry. You're dry. You cannot experience the love of God in your family. You will just do it as a chore. You will just serve them as a chore because you have to. You will just serve your children because you have to. You will just be there because you have to. It won't come with love. It'll be monotonous. It'll be mechanical. And in, in God's kingdom, we can't be mechanical. We can't. We just cannot. You have to examine your heart. You have to ask yourself, Lord, fill me. Fill my cup today. We just don't sing it. Fill my cup. Make it whole today. How? How, Lord? How? I need the anointing. I need you to destroy yokes. I recognize just now that I was nasty in my thought life. And then you say like, you know, why me, Lord? You know that song we sing? Why me, Lord? What have I ever done to deserve even one? Like, why? Why me? Why me, Lord? And why not you, Lord? The Lord says to me, why not you, Elsa? Why not you? Why, why can't, if you're called in the kingdom and you're called to serve, it's not about just singing. It's not about just being, playing an instrument. It's not about, uh, just serving on a Sunday with the snacks. It's not about teaching in GTLC. It's not about it. It's not about it. It's about your love. It's about your love. Fill my heart, Lord. Fill my heart with love. Let the anointing flow through me, Lord. Let it flow, my God. I need your anointing right now. I need you to help me right now. I need you to destroy yokes, pull down strongholds in my life, my God. I recognize, my God, that there is a lot of bitterness, a lot of anger, a lot of frustration in me. I recognize it. I recognize it. Teach me to love. Teach me to love the way you love. How? How? You can't unless you practice it. Like they say, you know, in English, practice makes permanent or perfection or whatever you want to call it. But how? How can you do that? How can you do that day in and day out? Sometimes our job can be very monotonous. I'm being honest with you. I get tired of sitting there and just sitting there and just doing the same old, same old, same old. I get tired. But then again, the Lord said, you want to be a Martha or you want to be a Mary? To be a Martha... So easy, right? But, but, but to be, to be a Mary, to be a Mary is e- is not easy. To be a Mary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. 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 Sorry. My phone's ringing, Sam. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So when you when when you are a, when you are a Mary, it's more difficult. You know why? It's difficult to sit at the feet of Jesus. It is difficult. It's very difficult. Why is it difficult? Why do we find it so difficult to sit and pray? But we can run around, do 10,000 things, and it's okay. Because spending time, spending time with Jesus is more difficult. Praying, remember? I mean, every time Pastor James always says, praying, you'll, you'll find it hard to pray. You'll find it hard to pray. You'll find it hard. Pray every day. Pray without ceasing. Watch and pray for the end times are evil. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Forgive me. You know, being, being a Martha, like when pastor asks us, could you go and could you just do X, Y, and Z? When it talks about working, working, like, you know, serve, make the juice or whatever, and then wait and be an usher and stand there. It's easy. It's mechanical. It gets mechanical. You just stand there and you serve and you serve the juice. It's mechanical. I mean, we're all used to serving, right? But when pastor says, stay in the church office for three hours and pray, you cannot do it. You get distracted. Your thoughts are everywhere. You're, you're, you're thinking of all kinds of things. You're, you're so distracted. But my prayer has been all the time, Lord, take away that distraction from me. I'm not saying we don't have, we have, you know, we have kids. I'm not saying we have husbands. I'm not saying any of that. I'm not saying. But when it comes to Jesus, can we actually spend more time? I know I'm looking at some of you and some of you say, Ma, I can't even wake up in the morning to pray because it's like the kids, the this, the that, whatever. But set a time apart. Set a time apart to pray. To pray, to call on him. To ask him, to seek him. We need to hear from the Lord. Every single day. We must hear. We must hear from God. We cannot do it without hearing. I'm telling you, you will be basket cases. You will be dry if you don't hear. I'm telling you, you will be frustrated women of God. You will never hear if you cannot hear every day. You cannot. There ha- every day, there has to be a day that you must hear. Because you know what? In your in your frustration, like Sister Anna had bad news. And there she was in the, in, in, in the ICU and everything. And they never expected that. So there she is. When, but when you are used to praying, you pray constantly. God will, God will speak to you. You pray constantly. Is it easy? No, it's not. To see that little boy die, it's not. But you pray constantly. You, you, you'll keep praying in tongues. You can't, sometimes we don't know what to pray. We don't know what to say. But you'll pray in tongues. You'll pray, you'll pray, you'll pray. When there's a crisis that, you know, he keeps saying, crisis is going to hit. We keep hearing it from the pulpit. I don't know if you all are paying attention, but he keeps saying it. Crisis. He's warned us for years and years and years. He's warned us. Crisis is going to hit. Crisis is going to hit. What you going to do in time of famine? What you going to do? What you going to do? You know, they have that song, bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do when they come for you? What are we going to do as women of God? What are we going to do? How are we going to manage when, when crisis hits, when a famine hits? When, uh, according to pastor, it's already here. But however, it doesn't matter whether it's here or not. That's irrelevant. But what you going to do? When you face that crisis, how are you going to handle it? Are you going to stay prayed up? 
Oh, are you going to get frustrated? Are you going to blame, have the blame game? Or are you going to say, I told you so, you did to do that, but you didn't do it. I told you to save, but you didn't save. I told you to go slow, but you did We can go on and on and on and on. No, I told you so is such a common thing, isn't it? Apu's smiling at me. It's true, right? It's, I mean, when you actually examine your heart, I know I do it. I know I do it. Like when Omar calls me and says, Ma, I'm broke. I said, I told you to save. And he says, here we go again. I told you so. Yeah, I'm telling you. I said, you know. But the thing is, we as children of God, as women of God, are we ready to pray more? Are we ready to spend more time with God? Are we ready to counsel? Are we ready to be a, a blessing to someone in, in the church, in our families? Are we ready? Are we ready for that crisis when it hits us? Are we ready when God says, you know what, so-and-so just lost a husband. Would you go? Would you go that extra mile and would you go and pray? Would you stay with them for the whole day? What about my kids? What about my husband? What about my food? But there's a will, there's a way. When you can do it, you can do it. Honestly speaking, I, I believe we're being fed, but we're not putting into practice. We need to step up to the plate. We need to do more. We need to do more. We have to do more in the kingdom because there's a need of the hour. The need of the hour is for us to pray more, to seek God's face more, to be there for each other more, to, to, to be a blessing for each other. That's the need of the hour. And here he says, Ask him to reveal where you have spoken out of fear. Ask God to reveal where you've spoken out of fear, out of anger, out of doubt, out of vengeance or selfishness. Ask God to show you how your words stand in the way of what he is doing. Think about that for a minute. Our words can stand in the way of what God is doing. You know, there's a saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never. That's not true. It's words will break your bones. It's words that will hurt you. That's not a true saying at all. Words will hurt. Because words you can never take back. Offense and the things we say, we can never take back. We can never. Really, when you say something that's offensive, you can never take it back. I mean, you can say, I'm sorry. You can ask for Mercy, and of course God will always, always, always give us that. Mercy shows, uh, his mercies are new every day, of course. His grace is sufficient, of course. His words are true, of course. His promises are yes and amen, of course, of course. But when you, when you say offensive things to somebody, you can never take it back. It'll always be there. It'll always be there. Ask what new attitudes need to fill your heart and direct your words. Seek God's forgiveness for blaming circumstances. I wouldn't be upset if I didn't have so much to do today. Others. He drives me crazy. I say it all the time. Oh, even if only I had known this earlier, I could have. I said that too. Bask in the promises of forgiveness and deliverance that are found in the gospel. Finally, commit yourself a life of repentance be ready daily to go through the repentance cycle. Consider what things in your communication does God want you to see. Confess where is God calling you to accept responsibility for your words and, your, and their consequences. What do you need to confess before God and others? 
Three, commit. What new heart attitudes is God calling you to take on? What new ways of speaking is he calling you to do? Change. How do these new attitudes and actions need to be expressed in your daily life? Where must you now speak in a brand new way? Remember, God has already given you everything you need for life and godliness. Let's just examine today. Talks about confess. Where is God calling you to accept responsibility for your words and your consequences? What do you need to confess before God and others? We don't want to confess before others today. We just want to confess before God in our personal lives. Commit. What new heart attitudes is God calling you to take on? What new ways of speaking is he calling you to do? Change. How do these new attitudes and actions need to be expressed in your daily life? Let's think about that for a minute. Let's consider our communication this entire year, eight months. And what God wants us, how God wants us to see it. Lord, I pray this morning that you will help us I pray this morning that you will help us with our communication skills. I pray this morning, Father, that we will acknowledge where we went wrong. It's one-on-one with Jesus right now. It's a personal time. Just you and God. Where we went wrong, what we said, what we should have said. And help us to grow. Once we confess, there's a weight that comes off our shoulders, my God. Help us to grow. Help us, help us, help us, I pray. Help us, Jesus, help us. Oh, Jesus, help us. Where is God calling you to accept responsibility for your words and their consequences? And Lord, we confess today, Father. Against you and you only have we sinned and done evil in thy sight. Truly. Truly, we want to take a minute right now, my God. Oh, Lord, to confess where we went wrong. To confess our words, our actions, our thoughts, our deed life. Our selfish attitudes, my God. The I, me, and myself syndrome, my God. It's all about you, Jesus. We sing it. It's not about me. We sing it. But today I want to pray that we mean it. I want to pray that we mean it. It is about you, Jesus. It is about you. It's not about me, Jesus. It's not about anything, anything that I ever did. My works may be dead in your eyes today, Father. All the years of serving may be dead works, my God. We don't know. But show us where we went wrong. Show us what we can do to help each other. To grow. Show us how we can be a blessing. Show us because we know, Lord, your love is amazing. Your love is amazing. You love us unconditionally, my God. Nobody can love us like you, my God. We may be disappointed with the love, Lord. And sometimes, my God, this morning the Lord is laying on my heart. Sometimes your husbands are very insensitive. Sometimes men just don't understand us. Sometimes the husbands 
can say things and we feel overwhelmed with what they say, the way they do things and the way they react and they're so insensitive. But the Lord is reminding me this morning and he's telling me, it don't matter. What matters is I'm sensitive to your feelings. And I want you to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit that lives in you. Can we be sensitive to the Spirit of God that lives in us? That when we disappoint Him, when we displease God, we are being insensitive to the God we serve. We're taking sin so casually. We're insensitive to the Holy Spirit that lives in us. Greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. We don't, we never ever have to fake it with God. Never ever. He knows our thoughts before we think it. He knows it all. He knows it all. He knows every tear you have cried. He knows every time your heart was broken or you broke someone else's heart or you were insensitive with your words or you were offensive in the way you spoke. He knows it. He knows it all. He knows it all. There's so much, so much that he knows about us. You'll be surprised. God knows every thought before we think it. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. Just like the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways higher than ours. And I pray today, Father, the ones that have been married longer, the ones that have gone through the ringer, will be a blessing to the younger ones today. We have Akila getting married next week. We won't we won't go to her and say, be careful of men. They're terrible. We won't say that. We will be helpful. And we will ask her what it is that she needs. When we counsel her, we will ask her to pray without ceasing, to ask God for help when she feels Stanley will be insensitive. We will tell her what it is to be understanding as a wife, to be a helpmate. We will, we will be that blessing. We will tell her not to be offended in everything, in all, but in all your ways, acknowledge, acknowledge God. We will be that blessing to Stanley and Akila when we are counseling, when we are leading by example. And I mean that today. I mean that. We won't talk about how mean men can be. We'll talk about what she can do to be a blessing to her husband. What she could do to be a praying woman of God. We will talk about how we can help her. We won't tell about our, all our woes and all our heartbreaks through our marriages. We'll talk about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done and how he brought us through. Yes, yes, we had heartbreaks. 
Yet, yes, we had disappointments. Yes, 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 our husbands were insensitive. Yes, we could be insensitive too. But how can we help a younger sister or brother to help her grow in Jesus? How could we help her to draw near to God so she can draw near to him? How, how can we help the younger generation? How could we help them? How could we help them? For the ones that are not married in our church, how could we help them to be patient, wait on God? Don't make mistakes. Don't marry out of turn. Don't be impetuous. Don't be impulsive. Don't let your husband be unequally yoked. Don't marry somebody that is unequally yoked with you, which is true. The Bible says, what business has light with darkness? It is true. We can be that blessing. We can pray for the brother or sister that is going through it. We can pray for the frustrated young girl that wants to marry somebody that's in darkness. We can pray. We can pray her out of that decision she makes. We can pray the young man out of the decision he makes to marry somebody that is not from God, that has not been ordained by God. That Because we believe, we believe, all of us sitting here, we believe that marriages are made in heaven and that we believe even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for you are with us. Your rod, your staff, you comfort us. You prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. You anoint our head with oil. Our cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. We believe. We believe our God is with us. We believe that if we, we mentor somebody, it will be a godly counsel. Let our counsel be godly. Let us not talk about our husbands or the wives or those children or the pain we go through. Let us be a blessing today. Teach us, Father. Lord, we really don't know how to be a blessing. We think we know. We think we know it all. We think, but we don't. We don't. If it wasn't for you teaching us, we would never know. We would never know how to love. Our love will always be mushy. Our love will always be so sentimental. But Lord, I pray you teach us how to have that pure agape love. We don't know how. We truly don't know how. To love like you love. To deal with issues like you deal with issues. We don't know. We don't know. We have failed. We have failed as women of God. We have failed. We have failed, my God. When we look back, we realize, my God, how pathetic were our answers. They were pathetic. There was nothing godly about it, my God. Nothing, nothing. We thought it was all right, but it wasn't. It wasn't. We know you were not pleased with us. We know when we go back to the cross, we know, Father, we know we went wrong, my God. We know when you show us, my God. We know when you show us that sin. When you show us, my God, that mouth, that, oh Lord, that tongue, my God. Deadly weapon, my God. Poisonous weapon. Oh Father, causes us, oh Lord, to talk nonsense. But I pray today. Would you help us? 
to get better in our walk with you? Would you help us to be more godly? Would you help us as women of God to not be a murmuring Israelite? Would you help us to do what is in what is right in God's eyes, to walk upright and blameless before you? Would you help us? And if we have failed you, and we have not been that godly person in our home, whether it's a mother, whether it's a sister, whether it's a wife, would you help us? Teach us, Father. Teach us, I pray today. Teach us, teach us, my God. We need you. Lord, this is a deep, deep search about our hearts because we want change. We have to search our hearts. We have to change in this last hour. We're desperate for change. We're desperate to do right. We're desperate to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. Only then can we love our neighbor as we love you. We're desperate. We're desperate. We don't want to go back the same old, same old way, my God. We want to be different. We are a peculiar people. Called, chosen to be faithful. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. We're not of the world. We're in it. We're in this perverse, wicked generation where our children, the young children, are growing up in this wicked perverted generation and our prayer our prayer my god our prayer my god oh lord 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 prevent them prevent them my god keep their minds innocent my god my god keep their minds innocent keep their minds from evil keep their hearts my god oh jesus guard their hearts we as parents will guard their hearts but lord i pray you keep them keep them innocent Jesus, oh Jesus, Jesus, keep them innocent from the wicked, evil world they live in. It's better that they know nothing. But I pray all our little children today, oh Lord, will have discernment. When they see something, they will know it's not right. They will know this is not right. This is not the way mommy taught me. This is not the way daddy taught me. They will understand it's not right. They will understand that this is not from God. They will know the mommy and the daddy's God. They're at a young age. They will know. They will hear when we pray. They will hear how we pray. They will hear. They will learn from us to pray. At a young age. At a young age. And as they grow Lord, into young adults. They will not fall into temptation. That's my prayer. That you will, they will flee temptation. They will flee temptation. That they will walk around as modest children of God. That they will walk around as godly children. That when their friends see them, my God, they will know there's something different about this child. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. But you came to give life and more abundant life. And today we pray, my God. We pray, Father, 
that you break the iniquity that has come down and the curses that have come down from our forefathers. I pray today you break it. Please, Lord, break it. Take the axe and cut it at the root. Every iniquity, every sin, every curse will be broken today in Jesus' name. And I pray because you took the sin, you took the iniquity, you took the transgression, you took the curse, you took it, my God. It has to be broken today. And we come, we come under the blood and we break it today. We break the idolatry in every one of, every one of our family lineage today. We break it. We break it. We break that idolatry. We break it today, Father. Oh Lord. We have a one-on-one with Jesus. We have an open communication with our Lord. We don't have to let it pass down to our children. We don't have to let it pass down to our grandchildren. We don't have to. We have to recognize, recognize today where you think that came in, where that curse came from. Recognize today where you think that idolatry came in from. Recognize today where you think you have been affected by it. And if it has been in and if you've been affected by it, then it won't infect you. That cancer, it will not be like a cancer. It will be broken in Jesus' name. Break it today. Break it today. Recognize, recognize children. Recognize where you want to break it today. Recognize where it went wrong. Recognize where you were, where you went into the default setting as they call it. Recognize and break it today. Break it today. Don't take it lightly. Don't take it lightly. Break that curse of sin. Break the idolatry. Break the anger. Break the frustration. Break the jealousy and the envy, whatever it may be, the lying spirit, the dishonest spirit, break it today. Please break it. Recognize it and break it in Jesus' name. It doesn't have to continue. It doesn't have to continue. That curse has to be broken. That curse was broken. It was broken on Calvary. Break it now if you still carry it. Break it now if you see that curse still rests Somewhere down the line. <coughs> Break it. Break the curse today. It is broken. It was broken. We were healed. But break it again today if you haven't. If you haven't done it right now, break that curse. Start brand new. Start fresh. The curse of sin has been broken. The curse of idolatry. I keep getting idolatry. I keep getting it. Idol worship. I keep getting it. Break it. Break it. Break it. Break it. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, sickness, I keep getting sickness, break it, break it, break it today, break the, the curse of sickness, it doesn't have to touch your children, even, even if it's, even if it is a cold and a cough and a fever, break it, it doesn't have to keep coming back to your children, a cough or cold, it doesn't, it doesn't, the anointing will insulate us from getting any kind of sickness in our bodies today, in the name of Jesus, whether it be arthritis, I break it today. It has been broken. That curse of arthritis in my family lineage has been broken in Jesus' name, in Penny's life. It has been broken today in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, we break it, we break it, we break it today in the name of Jesus. It, it is broken. God took it on the cross. He took it on Calvary. It is broken. It is broken today in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. The pride has been broken today. 
Pride has been broken. Oh, we want to break pride today, Father. We recognize that we are proud, proud women, my God. We break it today. Pride is our downfall, my God. Pride will destroy us, my God. We break pride. Break it today. The curse of pride. It's a curse. It's a curse. Break it. Break it. Recognize where you went wrong. Break it. The Lord keeps telling me, slow to speak, quick to listen. Even with our own marriage lives, slow to speak, quick to listen. We realize that we as women have intuition, but we always don't have to be right. Sometimes you have to just be silent, not speak and pray and go to God. And he, he will touch your husband's life. Sometimes that's the best way to operate. You don't always have to be the one. You don't always have to be that dominating spirit. That's a curse. Break it. Don't wear the pants in your family. Break it. Break it. Break it today. Don't wear the pants. It's meant for your husband. Don't wear it. Break it. Break it. It's not about being a puppet. It's not about being a doormat. He won't step all over you because you know when it's a Christian husband. When it's a Christian husband, you just pray God will speak to him. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it today, children. Believe it. Believe it. When you pray, believe me, I have watched God move. Believe it. When you pray, God will convict. It's not our job to convict. Our job is to pray. God does the conviction. Holy Spirit does the conviction. It's not our job. It's not our job. Our job is to examine our own hearts, to test our own minds, and to ask God to help you where you went wrong. It's not our job. You ask God to help you today. Pray for him. Pray for him. Pray for your husband today. Pray where you think you're mad at him, where you think he stepped out of boundaries. Pray for him. Pray for him. Pray without ceasing. Watch and pray because God is able. Oh, if he has been deceived, you pray that a spirit of deception will come out in the name of Jesus. If you think when he corrects the children, he's wrong and he's not right. Well, then you know what? Go to God and say, Lord, you know this is wrong. Go to God and say, Lord, you know it's not right. You know, Father. And also, my prayer today, if we know that we have more discernment than our husband, we pray that God help me not to be proud. Help me not to be proud. Help me to be a silent, silent wife and win him over where he will understand that I was right, he was wrong, but he won't even say it. It's okay. It's okay if he doesn't say it. He doesn't have to apologize 24-7 to you. It's okay. It's okay. What we have to do is go to God in prayer. He doesn't have to. Don't expect a sorry 24-7. Don't expect him to apologize to you 24-7. Don't expect him to. You just go to God and say, Lord, I'm really hurt. Because he's wrong, I'm right. And you know it, my God. But Lord, the Lord says, I'm sensitive to you right now. You be sensitive to the Holy Spirit that lives in you. And you be slow to speak and quick to listen. You curtail your tongue. You curtail your speaking and your conversations. You be, you put a zip on your lip and you come to me in prayer. 
you cry out today. You cry out, believe me, God will come through. We never have to be right all the time. Yes, it's a tough journey. Yes, it's a tough journey. Marriage is a mystery. It is a mystery, but we married. So we have to go with the flow. So ask God to help you today. Ask God. There are many, many, many of you are hurting with your husband's words, with the nastiness, with the nasty tongue. But in in turn, in turn, you take your hurt, you take your pain today, you leave it at the cross. You leave it at the cross. You take the fact that you think he's insensitive, take it, leave it at the cross. Go back and ask God, Lord, wasn't I insensitive to you when you spoke to me? Then you'll realize you have to shut up. Literally, you will have to. Did I not disobey you today? And the Lord says, yes, you did. So then you have to just be quiet and accept. To whom much is given, much is required. To whom has been forgiven much, must love much. When you realize and you look at yourself in the mirror and you realize where you went wrong, then you have to you have to be still and watch God move the mountains in the areas that you feel that you're being treated so, quote, unfairly. But then, remember, our Jesus took the sin, took the iniquity, took the transgression, took our sin, took our filth, took our muck, and he was sinless. So who are we? So who are we? Who are we? That's the way you look at it. That's the way you look at your husband. That's the way you, sh- you, you just don't speak. Just, uh, it's not easy, believe me. Believe me, it's not easy. It's not easy to be still. It's not easy to just take it all in, take it all in day in and day out. It is not easy. But he never said it was going to be easy. He said, cast all your cares, for I care for you. And he also said to us, I won't give you more than you can handle. So actually, all we have to ask for more grace, grace upon grace, buckets and buckets of grace to be able to handle the situation. When you believe me, when God gives you the grace and he gives you and you, and you realize that his mercies are new every day, it'll just, just flow. It'll just flow. Every day it'll flow. And, you, and sometimes you look at them and you just smile. You say, okay, you don't get it yet. You don't get it yet. But God got it. You still haven't got it. You're still very blunt. You're still very, your words are very painful. You're still, you're still the same. But God says, are you, have you changed? Has your heart changed? Have you looked at things differently in, your, in, your, in the light of God's love? Have you looked at things differently on your husband? In your brother, in your sister, in your mother, in your father? Have you looked at things differently? Have you changed in your heart so that you can have a different outlook on it? Yes, we are exhausted. I tell you, I've been exhausted for the past one week. And last night I was, I literally cried out to God and I said, Lord, I'm tired. I'm 63, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And the Lord told me, 
Don't be weary in well-doing. In due season, you will reap what you sow. You keep sowing in prayer. You keep sowing in the spirit. There will be a harvest. And, and I, 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 com- you know, I was comforted. I was comforted. But I was tired. I am tired. Last night, I told my husband, I said, I'm exhausted. Just come home. I'm exhausted. So, I mean, we get that. We get, we get exhausted. We get tired. We get frustrated. It is frustrating. It is frustrating. I am not saying it's not. I'm not saying I don't cry out to God and say, I can't do this. But there are days when you think about God's goodness and all that he's done. And you look back and you smile and say, Lord, you're so good to me. You put up with all my nonsense. That's, that's how you look at God. You look at God and say, Lord, you know what? You're an amazing Abba Father. You're amazing. He said, I don't want to preach. Why don't you go and preach to me? He says, no, you will. You will. He said, you're just sharing the word. Just share. Just share. And then even when I was driving, I was like, Lord, I'm exhausted. Mentally, physically, emotionally, I'm exhausted. And he says, I'll give you the strength to climb this mountain. My grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that it's not easy. It is I mean, I'm not saying it is easy. It is not easy. It is not. But he says he'll give us grace to handle it. Grace upon grace, mercy upon mercy. And if we don't fight it for our children and our husbands and our family, who will fight it for us? Think about it. Who will fight it if we don't fight it? We don't go into our closets and fight this. If we don't go into our closets and cry out, who will do it for us? Who will but us? Who can do it for us but us? Only God can give us the strength. Who can? Who can be there with us but only he knows you. He knows you. He knows every hair on your head. He knows you inside out. He knows you. He knows you. He knows you. He knows you you in your mother's womb. He formed you and knitted you together in your mother's womb. So if he doesn't know us, who does? Nobody. Nobody will. And, And it's true when you believe and you think, you know, that my husband doesn't. Many of us say this, you know. So frustrating. I hear, but Ma, it's not easy. Ma, it's not easy. Of course it's not easy. Of course it's not easy. It is very, very difficult. But when you serve God and you, when you spend time with God, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I cannot reiterate it. It becomes easier. He gives you the grace. He gives you the grace. He gives you the grace. And you can pick up your mat and walk. And you, and, and you realize that, oh my God, I did it. Oh, wow, I did it. I came through eight hours. I came through 10 hours. I came through 12 hours. I came through it. And, and he brought me through. Have you ever thought about that? It's, he, he brings us through every, every, every situation, every journey. He brings us through. He brought you through. You have sick children. You have a child who has a pain in her neck, literally a pain in her neck. You have a child who has a cough and a cold. You have a child who's got fever. You have a husband who has a pain in the shoulder. You, 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 you have everything. You have everything. And you're stuck like Chuck at home with all this. And you're, and you're overwhelmed with stuff. How do you do it? You have two children back to back and they both have a fever. They're both crying. They're both. How do you do it? Pray. Pray. Ask God to help you. Ask God to help you. Lord, Lord, I cannot. I cannot. I mean, I come down the steps in the morning and I say, Lord, another day. Another day here. Another day. What do you have for me, Lord? What do you have for me? What, what do you want me to do, Lord? Order my footsteps. Lord, anoint me. If you don't, I can't. 
Even I was telling, I think Sammy the other day, I said, when I stand here, Sammy, I plead the blood of Jesus, and I say, I'm not even worthy to do this. Not even worthy. And I'm not being, I'm not being facetious. I'm not being overly, you know, humble or anything. I'm telling you. You know, when you sit there and you play the keyboard, you're, you, you, I mean, you, you should actually feel like, my God, am I worthy to even be here? Am I, am I really worthy? I'm not. I'm not. Am I worthy to stand here right now and pray and talk and, te- and, and, and just teach you and share with you? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But he gives us grace. He gives us grace and he gives us more grace. And he helps us through every journey. And he says, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am who I am. I am the great I am. And I have never left you. And be encouraged today. Be encouraged today. Call on him today. And he will answer you. And he will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Call on him. Call on him. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. The problem is we don't spend enough time. We don't spend enough time praying. We don't spend enough time meditating on the word. You know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a secret. Turn on the message and let it play. Even if you're busy with your work schedule. Turn on a message, let it pray. You know, when I go to bed, listening to the word of God, just turn it. You know, you wake up at peace. It's a secret. Plug in, even if you're married, plug in. Once your husband falls asleep, plug in. Plug in and listen to the word. And you fall asleep, you wake up a different person. It, It works. It works. It does work. It helps you. Fall or fall asleep praying in tongues. But I'm telling you that what happens is, I, I learned that when I first got saved 25 years ago, I remember Pastor Shan telling me, Elsa, let the music play all night. It gets rid of all the demons and everything, all the crazy thoughts. You know, because sometimes you're praying in tongues and you fall asleep. But if you're, you're playing it, 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 it really helps you. It helps you. Just play it in the background. And I'm telling you, it helps. And it has worked for me for years. It has worked. And I, I pray that all of us today will spend more time, will pray without ceasing, will meditate, be encouraged. We won't be on a pity party. We'll get off the pity part. We'll get off this I'm tired syndrome, I'm exhausted syndrome. And Lord, strengthen our bodies today. Strengthen the physical body so the spirit man can be at work. The greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Pray that. Pray that. Pray it every day as the Lord to help you, to strengthen you. Strengthen your spirit man. When your spirit man is strengthened, your body is strengthened. I'm telling you, once you have to listen. You have to meditate. You have to pray. You must. Every day, you, there, there cannot be a day you go by and you said, I didn't pray. It cannot be. It cannot be. And I'm talking about time alone with God. I'm not talking about, yes, praying with your husband, praying with your family is very important. But you one-on-one with God. It's very important. I cannot reiterate it. I cannot stress it anymore. It is important. You must have that one-on-one with God. You must pray without ceasing. You must seek his face in the morning and at night. Before you go to bed, no matter how exhausted you are, you must pray. You must pray for your husband. You must pray for your children. You must pray for unsaved loved ones. You must. 
You must. You cannot live life in this world, in this day and age without prayer. You cannot. You cannot. And to that I say, let's pray. Priyank can pray. Can we? We talked about our attitudes, right? We talked about everything, I think. We covered it. So we shall. My God, it's 11 o'clock. Father, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. It is well. It is well with our soul today. We want to leave here knowing it is well with our soul. It is well. Can we all say it is well with my with my soul? It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well, Lord. We will go out refreshed, refined, fine-tuned to the Holy Spirit, my God. We won't go out, my God, on default buttons as the computer guys say it, my God. We will go out, my God, cleansed, purged, washed by the blood. Oh, Father, we go out fresh. A fresh anointing. Delivered, delivered, set free. Because God set us free. We will go out renewed. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto thee, which is your reasonable service. I pray our minds will be renewed, renewed, renewed. Oh, a renewed mind, my God. Renew our minds, renew our hearts, revive us, rejuvenate us, prepare us for Sunday. Oh Lord, communion Sunday tomorrow. Prepare our hearts, my God. We'll go there fresh and brand new, my God. Oh Lord, the old us is dead. There's a new creation in us, my God. Oh, consider not the former things. Behold, I have a new beginning, says the Lord. I will make roads in the wilderness. I will make rivers in the desert. Oh, Father, we believe. We believe today, my God. We will be renewed. We believe today, my God, that you have touched us. We believe, my God, oh, Lord, that we will be encouraged in the Lord. We will encourage ourselves in the Lord. We will inquire of you. We will ask of you. And we will seek your face. And we will not go into dry mode, my God. But we will go refreshed, my God. Or breathe on our dry bones today. Would you breathe on our dry bones today? Would you breathe on us today, my God? Refresh us, revive us again, my God, and help us, my God. Help us, I pray. Help us, help us, help us. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. Thank you for our children. Thank you for our spouses. Thank you for every situation that, oh Lord, that caused us to get to the cross, that caused us to repent, that caused us to examine our own hearts, that caused us to look at things in a different light to look at our situations in a different light, in the light of the cross, to look at it different, to look at it different. Help us, I pray. Help us, help us, help us, my God, to be those women of God that you've called us to be, my God. We don't want to hear about the other women that did so well. We want to hear, my God, on that day that you say, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into my rest. We want you to be pleased with us, my God. Truly, truly, we want you to be pleased with us. Truly, truly, we want to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto thee. Truly, my God, oh Lord, 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 teach us, teach us. Forgive us if we failed these last eight months, all these years of our life. Forgive us if we failed you. Forgive us, but help us to be brand new. 
new creations in Christ, the old us is dead. We kill the old self, fleshly nature. We kill it today. As many as are led by the Spirit are called the sons and the daughters of the living God. We thank you. We're grateful to you. We're grateful. We're grateful. Grateful, grateful, grateful. Can we sing grateful the last song and we'll close? Grateful, grateful, grateful. We're grateful. We want to walk out of here grateful. With a grateful heart, with a song of praise on our lips, with an outstretched arm, blessing your name today. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your holy name. We bless your name today. We bless your name, Father. You are the author and perfecter. We bless your name. We bless your name. May the blessings of the living God pursue us, overtake us, be with us all the days of our lives. And we will praise you, my God. We will praise you all day long. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.